Are you telling the truth this morning? Do you love to praise his holy name? He is holy. And not only is he holy, the word of God said, be ye holy for I am holy. We are commanded to be holy as he is. And you know what? We need to be mindful about what we sing. Because God knows the intent of our minds, of our minds, of our hearts. And just making a noise ain't going to cut it. Because the Bible said we need to sing with the understanding. And that understanding needs to be a spiritual connection of what we're singing so that we know that we're telling the truth when we're singing. Amen. Appreciate you singing this morning, Brother Dory, Brother Sid. And we just thank you so much for being present this morning in our audience here at the Church of Christ in Locust Grove. I will ask if you haven't done so, secure a bulletin because our lesson text is found on the front. A haunting question. A haunting question. Raise your hand if you need a copy. We should have enough. Brother Bobby's passing them out. A haunting question. Why he's doing that, I will, for emphasis sake, reread our scriptural text. Chapter 18, the Gospel of Luke, verse number 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect? Which cry day and night unto him. Though he bear long with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless. When the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth? Will he find, shall he find faith on earth? When the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on earth? This question Jesus asked arose from a discussion of persistence in prayer. This question of the Lord is designed to provoke an evaluation of our faith. The Apostle Paul said, examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Not a faith, but the faith. Test yourselves 
2 Corinthians 13 and the verse is 5. How can we make sure the Lord finds faith when he comes? Let me offer a couple of, couple of things we can do to ensure faith. Because without faith, Hebrews 11 and 6, the Bible says what? It's impossible to please him. So if we don't have faith, surely we're not going to be going about the business of the Lord, right? If we don't have faith, we're not going to be trusting in his word. We're not going to be dependent upon him for guidance and for what we need in this life. We're going to be doing our own thing. When we want to, how we want to, in any kind of way we want to. But if we have faith, we'll be in alignment with what the Lord would have us to do. The only way to ensure the Lord finds his people being faithful is to follow the words of faith. That we find in this book that we call the Bible. Amen? Amen. The way we receive faith is through the hearing of God's word. The Bible said faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? The word of God. Romans 10 and 17. It didn't say any type of philosophy, different concepts, and uh, lean into your own understanding. We need to go to God's word. The only thing that's going to stand in life is the truth. Jesus said in John 8, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. What we think sometimes can lead us into a world of trouble. We can be fooled by feelings and we can be left feeling like fools. So that's why we don't need to depend on our understanding, on what we think and what we feel. We need to go to the word of God. Amen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more of the Bible we put into our hearts and lives, the more faith we can expect to receive. In other words, the more we feed ourselves in God's word, the more we are built up. The more we will, the more we'll be able to sustain and the more we'll be able to deal with instead of fainting and fumbling and and giving in to temptation. But the less of God's word that we put into our hearts. That's why we are overtaken with every little temptation that might befront us. That every situation that arises, we just fall apart. We don't think to wait on God. We don't even think to call on God. We just fall apart because if the word of God, the word of faith is not in us, how will we know to wait on God? How can we build a relationship of trust with God to know that, hey, I'm going to wait because I believe God is going to work it out. Amen. The more of the Bible we put into our hearts Amen. and lives, the more faith we can expect to receive. How many, how many sitting here today can testify and say, you know what? Boy, if I only knew 
back then what I know now about God's word. What mistakes could you have avoided? What situations could you have avoided? What hardships? How many tears could you have spared yourself from crying if you had only had more of God's word in your heart? Well, let me tell you something. It wasn't that God's word was hidden from you. You just didn't want it. You just felt there was another way of going about getting and doing what you wanted to do. And sometimes you meet a junction in life where God allowed you to get slapped silly to the ground and you be laying flat on your back. And the only sort, the only other recourse you have is to look up. Well, guess what? You wasn't the first one he ever slapped to the ground. That's Saul about it. The only difference, he slapped Saul blind. He let you keep your sight. But it's not that God's word was hidden from you. You believe that there was a way that made sense to you and that's the way you wanted to go about doing it. Only to have situations to blow up in your face. Only to have someone to lie to you who said they love you so much and care to walk away from you. Only to have you left in a situation that brought more poverty and more hardships into your life. Maybe trying to raise a child on your own when they had promised that they'll be there with you. But see, God's way has always said, you know what? Trust me. Wait on me. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. For this to be true, we must be doers of the word and not hearers only. James 1.22 through 25. In other words, we got to do more than just holler amen. This thing got to be real in our lives. We must be living epistles. People not only need to hear what we say, they need to see us living it. They need to see us living it. Even when we hit pitfalls and and we hit come up short on situations, they need to see that we still trust God and we'll get up and trust him even more. And not wander away from the church and wander away from God because we're hurt, we're upset, and we feel now I'm just going to make it by myself. You can't make it by yourself and please God. You can't make it by yourself and go to heaven. Let me say that again. You can't make it by yourself and go to heaven. Because Jesus said without me, you could do nothing. How can you make it to heaven? You ain't never been there. How can you get to heaven without Jesus if you ain't never been there? See, that's the thing about Jesus. He was there, he came here, and he went back. He coming again, he know the way. How are you going to make it to heaven without Jesus? I don't need anybody. I'll just, I'll just make it by myself. No. You won't make it to heaven. Let me say that again. You won't make it to heaven. Not by yourself. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. 
For the Lord will find faith when he comes. For the Lord to find faith when he comes, we must remain faithful. What do you mean, brother, may faithful? We need to adhere to the teachings of our Lord. Completely. Not some of them. Not most of them. All of them. Jesus said on one occasion, a man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. In other words, whatever Jesus has commanded, that we must do. Let me say that again. Whatever Jesus has commanded, that we must do. That means, come ye out from among them, be ye separate, saith the Lord. There are people that do, they do not, they do not enhance and help you in promoting Christian values. Amen. That's right. The word of God said, come ye out from among them. No, you feel, you feel, you feel, you think. But let me tell you, the Lord knows. The Lord knows. The Lord knows it's far easier for me if you were standing on the top of this table. It's easier for me to pull you down than for you to pull me up. And that's why we are warned to avoid the appearance of evil. To come ye out from among them. Why? Because evil communications corrupt good morals. You hang around evil, it's going to rub off on you. You hang around the wrong people, their ways are going to rub off on you. So brother, man, you don't, you don't know that. No, I'm telling you what the word of God says. So you're telling me God is a lie? You're telling me God don't know? Why do you think God keeps telling you, come ye out from among them, be ye separate. Because their ways, the ways of the wicked are going to overshadow you and their ways will cause you to turn against your God. Amen. Amen. God warned Solomon about those strange women. And, and, and you could you could you could mix all the wisdom of all of us in here together in the one pot, and we still don't come to the wisdom that Solomon had. Right. And Solomon still made a fool of himself. Amen. God told Solomon, "Leave those strange women alone," and He said, "They're going to turn your heart away from Me." Yep. Solomon found out. Hmm. He found out. But God was graceful. God was merciful. And God allowed Solomon to come to his senses. And Solomon has a testimony. He has a story. Now if you, if you, if you are nowhere near as wise as Solomon. And the word of God said there will never be a man. As wise as Solomon was. So that eliminates you telling a lie saying I'm just as smart. I'm just as wise. Because that would either make you telling the truth or God told a lie. I go with you telling a lie. Because God can't. Why not listen to Solomon? He says what? It's all vanity. 
the things we chase after, the things we run after, the things we work after so hard and so much, it's all vanity. The things that we allow to separate us from God that we think we can find happiness in things. Folks, true happiness is in Christ. That's what true happiness is. That's what true peace is. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Well, if Jesus said, I am those ways, the truth, the way, and the life. What else does life offer? The only thing that is offered in life outside of Christ is vanity. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. It's sinful. It's vanity. And you can't go to heaven being in love with it. Amen. <laughs> the Bible said we must be found faithful. Jesus said, be faithful unto death. And I will give you the crown of life. Revelation 2.10. Be thou faithful unto death. And I will give you the crown of life. Now you know what stands out in that scripture right there. It says nothing about I was partially. Most of the time I was faithful. It says nothing about 99 and a half. It says, be thou faithful until you die. Amen. Amen. It says you got to go the whole term in presenting your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Romans 12 and 1. How do you do that? Romans 12 and 2. By not being conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? By being faithful, by putting the word of God into your heart. It will point out the things that you need to get closer to. And it will point out the thing that you need to avoid and run from. Fornication. You know, the Bible don't say anything about hanging around fornicators. Right. It don't say anything about the, the, the thing the Bible talks about fornication. It said flee. Amen. It said flee. Run. Why? Why is that so important? Because you know what? You play with fire, you get burned. Amen. You play with fire, you get burned. Amen. Don't you know God made us? Don't you know God understands there's a natural attraction, there's a natural affection between a male and a female. That's the law of nature, folks. But it becomes sinful when your mind takes over and start picturing and, and, and promoting the wrong thoughts. But God knows that's the natural affection that a male has toward a female and a female have. That's why Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 7. He said, you know what? Don't touch. Don't even touch him. Don't touch him. Why? Because there are 
stimulating circumstances, not extenuating, stimulating mm -hmm. circumstances that can arise. Amen. Affections, motions, Amen. and sometimes you just lose your mind. Amen. Walking around already about to burst and explode. You, all it takes is somebody to just rub your hand. Hold your hand. Amen. Rub your thigh. Rub your breast. That's, right. That's why Paul says, don't hold, hold on. Let me get it. Let me get it. I see some of you leave here saying, I can't believe he was up there talking nasty like that. <laughs> like for you to read it. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1. Now concerning the things whereof you wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman, nevertheless to avoid fornication. Let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. That's why Paul said, don't touch. Look, all this rubbing, touching, squeeze, it's just going to bring you into poverty. It's going to bring you into poverty or it's going to get you into some marital relationship you really didn't want. Amen. Well, I can't help myself. I'm just going to get married. Well, let me tell you something. It's more to marriage than sex. Amen. Sex is going to grow old. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The sex is going to grow old. And you're still married. Mm. Now what? Amen. Now what? I can't believe I married a person just to have sex. <laughs> now what are you going to do? See, that's why God needs to be the one you need to fall in love with first. The so Lord, you need to have His Word in your heart. Amen. Amen. And instead of just believing the lies of the devil and thinking that, hey, you've got to have and you've got to do what everybody else is doing. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. Serve God. Amen, likes. Mm -hmm. For the Lord to find faith when he comes, we must remain faithful. Jesus said, be thou faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. Revelation 2.10, we must take up our cross daily and follow Jesus. Luke 9 and 23, Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Galatians 2 and 20. If Christ is going to find faith when he returns, we must faithfully follow his word. Matthew 7 and 21. That thing about crucifying yourself. That thing about denying yourself. Folks, that's the key to success. In making it in this life. Because if you're not willing to deny yourself. Your flesh is going to take over. Your flesh is going to take over and your flesh is going to cause you to make some poor decisions. But when you deny yourself for Christ, you can spare yourself a lot of heartache. 
you could spare yourself a lot of pain. You could spare yourself a lot of grief. But when you refuse to deny yourself, that's the purpose of being baptized. It's the purpose of being saved, right? Amen. Crucifying the old man. And, and as Paul said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things become new. You got a new walk. You got a new talk. You got a new family. You got new citizenship in heaven. You can't continue doing the same old things in a new situation. You've got to learn to deny yourself. And folks, that's a job. That's a job. It's a job even when you're striving to do it to the best of your ability because there are distractions out there. There are people out there who will try to pull you back out there. There are people out there who are going to talk about you because you want to present yourself different. Amen. Sometimes these people are right in your family. Amen. Sometimes these people might, be, might even be married to them. Because they don't want to live and do right. They'd rather you go to hell with them. Amen. Amen. That's the only other option. If not heaven, got to be hell. Jesus said in uh, Matthew 16 to 24, if any man will come after me, let him first deny himself. It ain't no bearing no cross until you get yourself out of the way. He said after you deny yourself, then you can pick up your cross and follow him. My friend, the only way Jesus will find faith in your life and in mine is if we are obedient to his word. Amen. I, can't, I can't stress that enough. The Bible gives us all types of examples about lean not to your own understanding. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man in the end thereof are the ways of death. It seems like the more you preach about that, the more you talk about that, the more you tell people that, they don't believe it. Even when they go through hardships in life, even when they, 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 they get pregnant, even when men go out and impregnate women and don't take care of them and won't do the right thing and walk away in relationships and everything, they still don't believe it. Why? Because they don't have faith. They don't have faith. Well, I said at the beginning of the lesson, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Amen. 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 Have you truly obeyed the gospel? Have you? Have you truly obeyed the gospel? So, well, what is the gospel? The gospel is the teaching, the word of God that brings you into the right relationship with the Lord. Amen. That you can be in Christ. The teachings from his word, not from traditions, not from grandmamaology, not from granddaddyology, not from mamaology, or not from daddyology, but from the word of God. Have you obeyed it? 
In Acts chapter 2, it gives an example of what a person must do in order to be saved. It gives a perfect, clear example. Beginning in Acts chapter 2, Peter preached that gospel sermon to those Jews. The same Jews in the land that crucified, handed Jesus over to Pilate to be crucified. The same Jews that cheered and cried out, crucify him, crucify him. The same Jews that yelled out and screamed under Pilate when Pilate said, I find nothing worthy of death that he has done. They cried out, crucify him. His blood be on us and our children. These same Jews now are present and Peter, are, he's preaching. Oh, he's preaching. He's preaching. And the Bible said that in Acts chapter 2 and 37, when they heard this, when they heard that they had crucified an innocent man, when they heard that they had put to death the Son of God, a man approved of God, when they came to realize and understand who it was that they put to death, the Bible said in verse 37, when they heard this, they were free in their heart. They were cut. Well, guess what, folks? They didn't stop right there. The Bible said, yes, they recognized and understood they had done something wrong. But what happened after this? Did they pray a sinner's prayer? Nope. Well, no prayer to be prayed. Outside of Christ, ain't no need. John 9 31. God don't hear. The Bible said when they heard this, they were pricked in the heart. And they asked the question, men and brethren, what shall we do? The apostles there, they, verse 38, Peter and the other apostles, guess what? They gave an answer. Peter gave an answer. First thing he told them, repent. Repent. All this Judaism, all this stuff, all this other stuff you've been following and holding on to, he said, you got to turn away from it. Repent. What does a person need to do today? Repent. Some of us, our, our, our biggest hang-up is ourselves. Amen. For we think we know. We mad at somebody. We, we, we think we can make it in life without the church. Some Amen. of us need to repent because we think we know and we don't know anything. Amen. Peter said, repent. How many? Every one of you. Come on, come on, get your Bibles, get your Bibles, get your Bibles, get your Bibles. It's right there. It's right there, folks. I don't want you to say, well, he was, he was just up there talking. Mm-hmm. No, we, we believe in backing stuff up. Get your Bibles on my pages. Don't want to separate. Somebody read Acts 2 and 38. Uh-huh. Hold up. How many? Repent and be baptized. How many? Every one of you. Keep reading. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
Hold on. In the name, by the authority, the same one your folks crucified, the same one you cried out saying, crucified. The same one that hung on the cross and you walked by shaking your fist and wagging your head talking about you saved others. Come down off that cross, save yourself. Then I believe you. The same one is the one you need now. And the same one is the authority by which you can have salvation. Amen. In the name of Jesus, keep reading. For the remission of your sins. The only way you're going to get yourself cleaned up, you got to come through Jesus. Let me say that again. The only way you're going to get yourself cleaned up, you got to come through Jesus. Amen. You can't clean yourself up enough to present yourself before God. Holy. You can't do it. Because number one, you ain't shed no blood for anybody. You ain't hung on nobody's cross. The God we serve is holy. As Peter put it, be ye holy, for I am holy. And you know what? Without the blood of Jesus in your life, you cannot be presented before God. Because you need a cleansing before you could be presented. So how in the world are you going to live on your own? You're going to do everything on your own. How are you going to separate yourself from the church? How are you not going to be a member of the church and talk about you're going to please God? Man, there is no pleasing God outside of Christ. There is no pleasing God without faith. So for you to even think about talking to God, you got to go through Jesus. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Amen. See, when you try to present yourself before God, God just see a condemned, nasty, run-down, unwholesome, pitiful sight. Amen. But when you present it before God through Christ with the blood, oh, he see the blood. He see the blood that was shed. He see somebody that's been washed, that's been redeemed, that's been sanctified, that's been justified. See someone that is holy. But outside of Christ, you can't claim that. And without faith, it don't even make sense to you. That's right. So what are you willing to do today? I'm hoping and praying you're willing to either give your life to Christ or you need to come back home to the Lord. Amen. Because apart from Christ, you're going to hell. It's just that simple. I don't care how many more days or years the Lord allow you to keep living. You're just going to run yourself in the ground that much more. And that's just going to be that much more you're going to give account for in the judgment that he kept giving you time and you would not do anything with it. That's life, folks. Have you truly obeyed the gospel? Had you accepted the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints? 
Jude 3. To become a faithful child of God, you must hear God's word. Romans 10, 17. Believe in Jesus as the Son of God. John 8, 24. Repent of past sins. Luke 13 and 3. Confess Jesus before men. Romans 10 and 10. And be baptized in water. Bear it for the forgiveness of your sins. Acts 2, 38. Once you have obeyed the gospel, then you must live faithful unto death. Not just sometime. Not just hit, hit and miss here and there. Man, you got to offer your complete self to be a living sacrifice unto God. My prayer today is that you will come on back home or you will just come on and be welcome into your new home. Because God so loved the world, God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but should have everlasting life. And let me tell you something, folks. God gave his best for you. And don't you think, don't you think for one moment, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, don't you think for one moment you're going to get away by not accepting this gift of salvation and think you're going to just get into heaven on a technicality. Well, I understand the Lord got his grace, his mercy, his grace, his grace, his grace is for them who have done their part. God is not a supporter of people who just continue in sin. The Bible says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbids. When you're baptized into Christ, you're no longer the servant of sin. So you just can't keep going out there sinning over and over and over. Then talk about God's grace going to save you. That's a lie. The devil has deceived you. That's right. God's grace is for those that God knows who is trying. Mm-hmm. You can't say you're trying when you separate yourself and you don't come to church anymore and you don't support the work of the church and you don't live as a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You forget about God's grace. My prayer for you today is come on home. Come on home. God loves you. Amen. That's a question. Will he find, shall he find any faithful? Well, you know what? It's like I tell people about the ark. There were eight souls saved in the ark. Right? Mm-hmm. If God's number for to be saved today is eight. I'm sorry. There's only seven seats left. Because <laughs> I claim mine. Amen. Now you do whatever you will about the other seven. I'm claiming mine. Mm. Because hell is no laughing at. Amen. What's your decision today? Mm. 
will you come home? Luke 13, 3, Jesus said, I tell you, nay, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. And he went down a couple more verses, verse 5. He said the same thing again. I tell you, nay, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. If you die in your sins, Jesus said, where I am, you cannot come. Amen. I don't care how big of a parade, I don't care how big of a funeral, and I don't care who even pay for your funeral. I don't care how many doves they release. I don't care how many t-shirts you wear and get made. It ain't going to change. Jesus said, you die in your sins. You ain't going to heaven. You ain't going. So lay aside that stuff and get yourself right with God. Amen. While the blood is running warm in your veins, because time What's our song? 194. 194 is our invitation song. Folks, the ball is in your court. Let us together stand and let us sing.